0: through forty four. So John eleven, eleven says, These things said he, and after that he said uh, saith them unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Hmm. It sounds sounds like some people I know. I like to wake people out of sleep, especially sleeping children. Uh, but, you know, waking out of sleep was Lazarus. And his disciples said, Lord, if he sleep he shall do well. It's a good thing he's getting some rest. Mm-hmm. How be it, Jesus spake of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of him taking rest and sleep, because that's a good thing. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, okay, Lazarus is dead. Right. And you, you know it's kind of funny how Jesus has to speak plainly to some of us. Right? Mm-hmm. right? We can't hear, we, we don't get it. Like he's trying to tell us a nice little parable, and we're like, huh? And so he's just plainly speaking, Lazarus is dead, and I'm glad, he says. I'm glad. I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Wow, what a strange way to look at this. I'm glad Lazarus is dead, and I'm glad we weren't even there to help him. Because if we would have been there, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been able to do what we're gonna do. So he goes to verse thirty nine we, we see that Jesus goes and he sees Martha and Mary and all the people that are you know sad mourning and everything, and Jesus says, Take me to the place where you laid him and then in verse thirty nine he says, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord by this time. Come on now, he stinketh, right? He had a chalupa the night before, you know, he stinketh, right? For he hath been dead for four days. Jesus saith unto her, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and he was dead. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast Heard me, And I knew that thou hearst me always, but because the people which stand by I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when Jesus, when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus saith unto unto them, Loose him and let him go. Amen. amen. Would you bow your heads? Jesus, we thank you that you always show up on time, even when it appears you might be late. We thank you, God, that you are never, ever late and you are always on time. I pray, God, that you would help us today to see through your word, God, that you are an on-time God and you are still answering prayers. And God, we give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Thereby say amen. 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 You may be seated. Matthew 26. We read verse 47 while he yet spake Judas one of the 12 came with him a great multitude of swords and staves and the chief priests and the elders of the people now he that betrayed him gave him a sign saying whomever I shall kiss this same is he hold him fast and forthwith Jesus came he came to Jesus and said hail master and kissed him and Jesus said unto him friend wherefore art thou come then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him now I'm going to just hopefully uh, pull something out that maybe you haven't seen or maybe you've seen it before but it's been a while and I want you to think about this with me alright so Jesus has a weird sense of friends one friend is betraying him to his death the other friend is dead and he don't care or, or so it seems, right? And so the friends are the, the people that I think we, we sometimes, we don't realize how good of friends we have until we lose them. Right. We don't realize how good our friends are until they're gone. And, and our opinion sometimes uh, of people, our opinion of people depends less upon what we see in them than upon what they make us see in ourselves. Right. I have some friends that, that they help me see myself better. It's not necessarily that we're all chummy and buddy, but they just help me to see myself better. And I, I know that, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that, that get into, you know, this whole idea of I got to have this friend or that friend, and how many friends do you have? And, you know, you look at people's Facebook or Instagram feeds, and you're like, they got a lot of friends. They got a lot of, you know what? I, I, there's, I got over 2,000 people on my uh, follower, and, and I cannot tell you that I have 10 great friends. Mm-hmm. Isn't that sad? I mean, it's crazy that you can have so many connections and not really actually be connected. But this is not the case in our Scripture. We see two different situations displayed, one in John 11 and the other one in Matthew 26. And we see in the first seemingly a hopeless physical situation, like, you know, there was not really a lot of hope for Lazarus. He was sick, and Jesus said, okay, hold on. And then by the time that he's ready to go or he's headed that way, he says, okay, I'm on my way. And they're saying, okay, well, why are we going to see Lazarus? Well, Lazarus is sleeping. I go to wake him out of sleep. And, Well, Jesus, if he's sleeping, just let him sleep. He needs his rest, you know. He wasn't feeling good, so let him just get some rest and he'll feel better. So Jesus looked at him and he says, no, Lazarus is dead. And the disciples are like, so why are we going, right? If, are we going to the funeral? Are we, what's the deal? What's, what's the problem? And, and so I see that there is a, a, an interesting situation that takes place because in both instances, Jesus refers to these people as friends. So this is the good news. You might feel like you have betrayed Jesus, or you might feel like you are in a hopeless situation, but in both cases, Jesus sees you as friend. Right. That's the good news. Now, I, I came to bring you good news and I came to share just a little bit of hope with you tonight. And, and that, that, that is that in every situation, there is hope. Right. Even when everybody else gives up hope, there's still hope. Yes. Even when the even when the doctors say, "Hey, look, you need to just give up on this," when the when the lawyers say it's not going to happen, whenever people uh, tell you that, that it's no good or it's not going to be what you thought it was going to be, there is still hope. And whenever we look at situations today, sometimes it's so frustrating. Whenever it th- it seems like everything goes against what it's supposed to be, but Lazarus' situation. Everybody had given up hope. There wasn't one person that said, Oh, you know, we get the benefit of looking backwards and seeing, Oh, Jesus is about to raise Lazarus from the. We know what's about to happen because we've already read the story. But can you imagine being the disciples, being uh, uh, Mary and Martha, Lazarus's sisters? Like Lazarus, Jesus, Mary, and Martha, they were tight. They were, they were close. And so when they sent word to Jesus, and they said, Hey Jesus, guess what? Lazarus is not feeling good. You need to come healing. You know what He did? He said, Okay, I'll be there. And He just let it ride. Yes, He did and then when he shows up, Lazarus is already dead. And Mary and Martha, oh Jesus, if you had just been here, right. I mean, it. we know that you can heal people. If you would have just showed up, you could have just showed up and said, "Okay, Lazarus, come on, get, let's go, let's go. You're you, you're going to feel better today, right now," and it's gone. Right man. And Jesus can still do that. Yes. He can still walk up to somebody and just you know and put you know mud in their eyes and wipe it out of their eyes and tell them to go wash and right. and they're clean and right. they're healed and everything's right. great right yeah. but what happens when he doesn't do it right. right the way we think he should do it right right what happens when Jesus doesn't act like we think Jesus should act right right now you're starting to get where Mary and Martha were But Jesus, this is unlike you. This is so uncharacteristic. Had you just shown up, this this whole situation could have been averted. We could have just foregone having the funeral. We could have just waited, it would have been great. And we could he could have lived forever. Here's what I want you to know. Should Jesus tarry another hundred years? Okay? Now I don't think he will. But should he? Everyone in this room will be dead. I don't care how many people get healed. If Jesus tarries for a hundred years, everybody in this room will be dead. doesn't matter how much you get healed. Why is that? Because Jesus does heal, but He doesn't always do things that make sense to us. It doesn't always have to fit our description of, of what we think Jesus should do and how Jesus should be. Physically, there was no hope for Lazarus. They had appealed to Jesus, and Jesus didn't come right away. They gave up hope for anything to happen, and a lot of times we do the same thing. Right. Ah, it's too late. There's no hope now. That, that person, they're too far gone. That situation is too, it's too out of control. There's just no way. Amen. And we're guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. But what is the thing that in your life has died? What has caused your hope to fail? Was it, was it a hope? Was it a dream? Was it a, a belief that God was going to do something and then He didn't do it exactly like you thought He should? When Jesus is your friend... Just like the song says, anything is possible. That's right. Nothing Amen. shall be impossible. Amen. Judas was betraying you know, Jesus and, and, and he was betraying his friend, right? Some people make enemies instead of friends because it's less trouble. I mean, I get it. I get it. It's easier to go around making enemies. Man, I'm telling you, I can make enemies like that. You just let me shoot off my mouth for a few minutes and we're good. Right? <laughs> But it's harder to make friends because friends, people that have friends, they've got to show themselves friendly. Even when they disagree, they still have to be friendly. Even when they're not seeing eye to eye, they still have to work at the friendship. And Judas is betraying Jesus, his friend. (laughs) Man, I'm telling you, I, I don't know. Like if I was Jesus and I had all power... I think I would have cocked Judas just one time. Just like, okay, buddy, alright I'm going to let you kiss me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to submit to this, but BAM! And I would have knocked him out. I think that, that's because that's my flesh. That's how I would have felt. You know? Here I am. I'm coming to save the world. and You want to betray me? Man. But Jesus didn't do that. Because Jesus is much better than me. And Jesus walked up to him. He lets him kiss him and embrace him. And he says, friend friend and that has always gotten to me that scripture talks about Judas a little bit and spiritually uh, you know we think well there's probably no hope for Judas because he betrayed Jesus but you know the scripture basically shows us that Judas was very he was a very uh, complicated character in the story there's no way to really define. Some people say Judas was all bad. Uh you know, the 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 one scripture said that Judas had a devil and then other scriptures say that, you know, uh Judas he he hung himself cuz of his grief and his sorrow and 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 so there was there had to be some, you know, cognizance that what he had done was a bad thing. So he couldn't have been completely bad. Are are you with me? He wasn't like a sociopath or anything that just you know was was just crazy. So that wasn't the case, but You know, I tend to think that there was probably a lot of people uh, that when you looked at Judas that you would not have thought there was any hope. And, And I think that, you know, when Jesus called Judas friend... Now, you might think that I'm being crazy here, but I think when Jesus calls Judas friend... It's almost like saying, Judas, I know what you're about to do. I told you what you were going to do back at the Last Supper. I, I, I knew this all along, and still I'm letting you do this and I'm calling you friends. Now, some of you think, well, that, that's just coincidence. No, I think it was on purpose. I think if there was any chance for Judas to turn around, it could have been after this. He could have realized. And, and he did try to turn and, and, and change things around. And it didn't work. and He felt so guilty that he didn't make things right. He made things worse. So what do you do? Are you going to make things right or are you going to make things worse? Whenever things don't go the way that you think they should, uh, whenever things look like they're all folding around you, are you going to make it worse and say, well, you know what? God didn't do it, so I'm just going to walk out on God. Or God didn't answer like I thought He would, so I'm just going to give up hope. I don't think that it's going to happen. No, you've got to hang in there. Right. You've got to hold on. You've got to do the right thing. Because there were two frogs that fell into a deep cream bowl. And one was an optimistic soul. But the other took the gloomy view. I shall drown, he cried, and so will you. So with the last despairing cry, he closed his eyes and said goodbye. But the other frog, with a merry grin, he said, I can't get out, but I won't give in. I'll swim around until my strength is spent. And for having tried, I'll die content. Bravely he swam until it would seem that his struggles began to churn the cream. And on top of the butter at last he stopped and out of the bowl he happily hopped. So what's the moral? It's easily found, if you can't get out, you keep swimming around. You've got to just keep going. Yes. Sometimes life gets hard. Sometimes things seem like they're coming down around you, but just keep going. Put one foot in front of the other. Just get up one more day and pray. Just get up one more day and then get into the Word of God. God, you haven't answered it like I thought you were, but I'm going to trust you because you are always on time and you know exactly what I need. Mean. I may not think, I may think that I know, but I may be wrong. You know what's best for me, so I'm going to trust you and I'm just going to put one more foot in front of the other. I'm going to put one more day. day. amen, closer to glory because I trust you God and you are in control Amen. amen so as I close today I want to just encourage you I know that there are those of you that you haven't got the answer yet that you wanted You haven't seen the miracle deliverance. You haven't seen the answer to prayer that you had prayed yet. But don't quit praying. Amen. Don't give up hope. Uh, The Scripture says, if uh, if you have the proof, then you don't need hope. If you have what you ask for, you don't need to have hope. But what sustains you in between now and God supplying whatever it is that you need is that hope I know that He will supply. I know that He is able. Amen? And so, I want to remind you that Jesus calls you His friend. I told you, I started with that and I want to close with that. Jesus calls you His friend. Many times I get frustrated because we talk about serving Jesus and how we're His servants, and we say a lot of that stuff, but, but more than anything, I notice even the unique people in Jesus' life, the ones that you would expect Him to call, He called friend. The ones that you wouldn't expect Him, He called friend. And then there's those really religious types that didn't think they needed Him, and He blasted them. What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is: we just got to keep moving forward. Amen. We got to keep being who God wants us to be. We can't let anything hold us back. Amen. I, I haven't seen yet what I want, what I think God's going to do. I haven't seen yet what I would like for God to do in my life, in my family, in our churches, in our communities. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm still praying. I'm still believing. Amen. I'm still giving. I'm still pressing forward. Why? Because He's never late. He is always on time, and He knows exactly what we need and exactly when we need it. Would you stand with me? Amen. I want you just to bow your heads and I want you to think about whatever it is that you've been tempted this week or maybe the last few weeks to give up hope on. Maybe it's a a walk with God that you've been seeking after. Maybe it's a ministry. Maybe it's just somebody in your family that you want to see saved. Maybe it's healing or deliverance. Whatever it is, I want you to say, God, I'm going to trust You, fresh and new, right here. I'm going to trust You again. Uh, The preacher's reminded me, God, that with all things, uh, with You, all things are possible. And so, God, right now in this place, I, I pray that each and every one of their hope would be restored. I pray, God, that lives would turn to You and, God, that we would trust You again. Because You are able and You can do exceed abundantly above what we ask or think. And God, in this place, there are those who have been tempted to let their dreams die and let their hopes fade. And God, to trust in anything but You. But Lord, You are the only one who can sustain. You are the only one who can help us. And so we place our trust in You. Thank You that You are never late, but You are always on time and You know exactly what we need. God, we turn our lives over to You. I want to just open up this altar wherever you want to kneel if you want to pray. And I want you just to turn it over to God. Whatever it is you've been holding on to, whatever it is you've been uh, apprehensive about, I want you just to say, God, I'm trusting you with it again. I'm turning it back over to you tonight. In Jesus' name.